He is risen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your resurrection life. We thank you that you rose from the dead on the third day. We thank you that you revealed yourself to 500 plus witnesses. We thank you that our faith stands on solid grounds. Lord, we thank you that we can know you today. We thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to us. We thank you for relationship with you. And God, we thank you that your resurrection still brings new life. And Lord, we await the fullness of that life, the new creation to come, Lord, the new heavens and the new earth, Lord. And I pray that each and every person here would have the faith necessary to be there with you on that day, Lord. We give you praise. We thank you for this Easter Sunday commemorating the day you rose from the grave. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, you may be seated. Thank you for encouraging us with your worship this morning. Thank you for being here at uh, 9 a.m. We're expecting to be kind of bursting at the seams in the 11, so uh, glad you could be here at uh, 9, and uh, happy Easter to you. Look forward to celebrating with you after the service. Uh, We'll have some refreshments out in the lobby, and it'll be good to be with you. Well... My name is Joseph, one of the pastors here, and want to personally welcome you and greet you and welcome you to 2023 uh, Easter at Oceanside. And it's actually my first Easter uh, in this sanctuary since 2019, believe it or not, uh, because in 2020, we were online only uh, with COVID. In 2021, we were only allowed to meet outside, and we had an outdoor service in addition to online. Last year, uh, we were on sabbatical, Hannah and I, and so here we are. So it's actually been a long time since I got to celebrate Easter with you, and so I'm so excited to re-experience uh, this annual tradition of celebrating together. Well, if you're new, uh, we're really glad that you're here. If you'd like to connect more, you can uh, fill out a connection card, take it to the Welcome Center. One of our lovely hosts would love to uh, offer you a free gift. Uh, We gather as the church every Sunday at 9 and 11 o'clock, two services every Sunday, as well as uh, throughout the week. We meet in small groups for connection and prayer and learning and study. Uh, We gather as a community to serve our community through our breakfast program, uh, which happens every day, uh, providing over 300 breakfasts a week for kids in need, Uh, well over 50,000 over the years uh, breakfasts that we've provided. We also have a good food program on Thursdays, which provides healthy food at an affordable price to our community and also supports local farmers. We offer support groups and recovery groups uh, throughout the week here in many of the evenings. Basically, there's something going on every single night of the week, one week or the other. We also have programs for youth, uh, young adults, and preteens. And there's so much more. Visit our website or sign up for our e-newsletter to keep informed. Well, why do we do all this? Not to earn points with God. Uh, It's not to say, hey, we're really good people. Uh, We're not, actually. We're a bunch of messed up sinners. Uh, We by no means have it all together in any way. It's not to try to get to heaven. There's only one reason we do these things, and that is that we are a forgiven people and therefore a grateful people and just want to live lives of worship and thanksgiving back to God as well as serve God's world. See, what many have discovered is that there's nothing they could ever do that would be enough to earn God's favor. It would all fall short. But the reason we're such a a joyful people, hopefully, despite our, our struggles and our difficulties, is that we've discovered that we don't have to actually try to measure up 
to God's standards. We don't have to try to be good enough for God. What we've come to know is that Jesus is enough, in fact, more than enough. And that's what we want to explore this morning as our Easter theme for 2023 is enough. And we're going to go on a a little journey this morning with the help of some music from discovering what is not enough to heal our souls or to be right with God to what is enough to how we can be enough and finally how and why Jesus is more than enough. So the first question is, well, what's not enough? Maybe you're here this morning because you're just out of ideas. You're, you're out of options, right, to find what will bring you satisfaction or contentment in life. You've tried a bunch of things and discovered that nothing is enough to bring true peace to your soul, to fill that deep longing for something real, something meaningful in life, something of lasting or eternal value. Well, it might surprise you to know that actually there was someone in the Bible who tried everything under the sun to try to find meaning in life, to try to discover how much would be enough to finally bring satisfaction, meaning, and fulfillment. And we refer to this person as uh, Kohelet, which just means teacher, because that's what he calls himself in the book of the Bible he wrote called Ecclesiastes. And it's a fascinating book. And what Kohelet does is in a search for true life, he tries it all. He describes in the book how he experiments with deep and mystical wisdom, throwing himself into his work, finding all the beauty he can surround himself with. He tries drunkenness, sexual gratification, prestige, prosperity, getting retribution and revenge on all those who have wronged him, materialism and possessions and great wealth, all the things this world could offer him. All the opportunities were present. Basically, if he could, he did. And what conclusion does he come to? Well, he says this, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. It's never enough. He comes to the conclusion that none of it is ever enough to find something that truly satisfies in a permanent way. It may work for a few hours, a day, maybe a week or more, a season in life. But eventually, he says, all of it is meaningless. He says it's like chasing after the wind. He says in chapter 5, verse 10, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. As author Philip Yancey says, there is grave danger in finally getting what you want because then you have to face the realization that the things you've spent your life chasing for fulfillment, whether it's the perfect home, finding a spouse, maybe it's wealth, the perfect body, position of power, retirement, whatever it is, in the end it's not enough to meet the longing and desire within our soul for something of real meaning. That's why the book by Harold Kushner that's based off of his observations on Ecclesiastes is called When All You've Ever Wanted Isn't Enough. So before moving on with our search to find what might be enough, here's a song that helps capture this longing to find wholeness and discovering that it's not enough. 
Though all the wealth of man was mine to squander And towers of ivory rose beneath my feet Were palaces of pleasure mine to wander The sum of it would leave me incomplete Though every soul would hold my name in honor And truest love was always by my side My praise is sung by grateful sons and daughters my soul would never still be satisfied It's not enough It's not enough I could walk this world forever Till my shoes were filled with blood It's not enough It's not enough Though I could live for all to lift them higher or spend the century seeking light within though I indulge my every dark desire exhausting every avenue of sin it's not enough it's not It's not enough It's not reason all these other things are and can never be enough is that they don't solve the one problem that ails our souls. 
that nagging feeling of emptiness, which is our separation from the God of all creation, who made us and created us and designed us to find all we need in him. Our deep longing that causes us to chase after all of these other things is really just our misplaced longing for God. But here's the problem. We can't have a relationship with God, the only thing that will ever be enough if our sin is keeping us separated from God. For a holy God can't interact with sin. And the Bible tells us clearly that we all have sinned and fallen short of God's standards. And so this leaves us in an impossible position. God demands perfection, but none of us is perfect. The Bible tells us in a book called Romans in chapter 3 that no one is righteous and no one can ever be good enough to please a holy God. And the news becomes even worse when we find out that the end result for anyone found sinful, which is all of us, is death and eternal separation from God. So what can save us from this? What could ever be enough to make us right with God? How can we be good enough? Well, you can't. If the standard is perfection to be in God's presence, how can we ever be good enough? And a, a lot of people, including I think a lot of Christians, have a misconception or misunderstanding about Christianity and its beliefs. They think if we go through life and do some good things and we're a good person or we at least try to be a good person, if our good ways are bad, then that will be enough to pass whatever assessment God will do after our life when we die. And if you ask most people, do you think you're going to heaven or some good place in the afterlife, most will respond, yeah, I mean, I'm a pretty good person. Right? They might even say, I believe in God. Uh, they'll probably at least think in their heads, I'm certainly not as bad as my in-laws, uh, those people who run stop signs without stopping, Really not as bad as those people who water their lawns even in the drought season and keep their grass green. <laughs> Certainly not as bad as that. I keep mine is brown. I'm righteous. <laughs> so I should be good if it's true that I have to face God someday. I'm fine. But here's what we call the good news. Our lives can never be enough. But Jesus' life was and is enough. And he extends that life to us. And that is enough. But what does it mean that he offers himself to us, his life to us? Well, on Good Friday, we celebrated Jesus' work on the cross. And according to the writer John, Jesus' last words from the cross before he died were, It is finished. The Greek word here, tetelestai, means the work is complete. In other words, it's enough. And what Jesus is saying is this, my work on the cross is enough. There's nothing you could ever do that could adequately pay for all of your sins, that could make you right with God. And in an act of utter love and mercy, 
He came to earth, lived the perfect sinless life that we never could, and then decided to take the punishment for our sin, which is death, upon himself. And then he lets us know by saying, to tell us die. This, what I'm doing for you on the cross, this is enough. It's complete. You don't have to add anything. Just faith in what I've done. And so we can say that faith alone, in Christ alone, can stand alone. Or as we often say here, Jesus plus nothing equals our salvation. And eternal life. We call it grace, meaning something we absolutely don't deserve, can't possibly earn, but is given to us as a free gift. Some remember it this way, that grace is God's riches at Christ's expense that are given to us. There's nothing to add. The work of Christ on the cross is more than enough. It's why the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 6.14, God forbid that I should boast in anything but the cross of Christ. And what that means is we don't have to come before God and try to convince God that we've been good enough, point to what we've done or haven't done. All we have to do is say, my faith in the work of Jesus on the cross is what I'm trusting in him. And God says, that's enough. That's enough. Isn't that good news? So let's pause and sing about how the cross is enough before we continue our discovery into how and why Jesus is enough. And I'll ask you to stand for this one as we begin to now declare our faith that Jesus is enough and the work on the cross is enough. Yeah. 
being enough is the good news of Christianity, the cross being enough for forgiveness, then the even better news is that the resurrection of Jesus is more than enough for us and for life. See, being forgiven without us doing anything, I mean, that's really good news, right? Having someone else take the punishment for the sin we deserve that would be enough. I mean, that's amazing on its own, but it's even better than you think. The cross was enough to take away our sin, but Jesus' resurrection teaches us 
that he also wants to offer us new life, an abundant life that is more than enough. We call it here resurrection life. So I want to share uh, a few stories with you of ordinary people from our church who have experienced this new life, this resurrection life, discovered that Jesus is more than enough. And we have dozens of stories like this. In fact, those who are here regularly know that we share them almost every week. And actually, these are just a few that have come in over the last few weeks. So these aren't uh, exceptional necessarily in any way. It's not rare to have stories. We're not picking the best of uh, from the last year. We just want you to know that these are just regular people who this has happened recently in their life. So first, I want to introduce you to Dean and his family, the Andres family. And here's what Dean says. He says, I'm on a journey. My life has been long in mileage, not age. I've suffered countless emotional and physical setbacks. Over the years, I had no ears for the Lord, but unknowingly, I did for the devil. I hurt myself, my enemies, and those I loved. I succumbed to temptation. I gave bad counsel. And the worst I did was push everyone away when I realized I was on a terrible path in order to atone. Because I felt I was unforgivable. I've trudged through decades of lightless loneliness until I came here. This church, this congregation, I've seen now the hand of God reaching to me and showing me the way to forgiveness and friendship. I no longer dwell lost in the dark of tremendous loneliness. I have purpose. I am eternally grateful. See, that's someone who has experienced not just forgiveness, but also new life moving forwards. I want to tell you about Carla. Carla says recently, about 30 years ago, my mom, my oldest son, and I moved from Nanaimo to a few communities in this province. We finally settled in the small East Kootenai town. It is here that I had my second son and had been attending a small church, which didn't really accept me as I was an outsider. I spent the majority of my Christian walk incredibly lonely, very much alone. After my mom passed away, I moved back to Nanaimo in 2001, and the next year, I had my daughter. Again, very lonely. The lonely feeling never left. Not until I was led by God to move to the Parksville area and was directed by God to attend this church. And that's when my loneliness left. These are just some of many stories of people finding that Jesus is more than enough. And look, we don't share these stories to say we're a great church because we're not. I promise you, you will find better churches that are more impressive, that have it all together or more together. We're a broken people. This is a messy church. You'll find we're not very buttoned up and proper. Don't be fooled by my sport coat today. Uh, we're not really a well-to-do people here. We're frail. We're sinful. I'm not even saying we're easy to love. But we believe Jesus is more than enough for us. And that is what people find here. We have people here who have tried all kinds of other things and spiritual activities, 
psychics, Reiki, crystals, self-improvement, other religions, strict or works-based Christianity or religion. But it wasn't until they heard the message, which we preach here because we believe it's the biblical gospel message, the message that Jesus is all you need. In fact, more than you need. He is enough. There's nothing you can do to make God love you more or less. You are already loved. The Bible says it like this in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. All you can do with a gift is receive. So I want to take a moment as we've come through this journey, if you're okay, just to bow our heads, to close our eyes. For some of you, maybe that first song described your life. You've tried it all, and it's never been enough. Many of you have perhaps discovered what we sang in the second song, that the cross is more than enough. But I realize this might be new for some of you, but there is a God here who loves you, who is smiling over you, saying, you don't have to come up with plans to show me that you are enough. I am already enough for you. And maybe you've never called out to God for his free gift of grace. Maybe you've trusted in other things. You've hoped you'll be good enough. Maybe spent your life striving to be good enough. And maybe you haven't tried at all. Maybe your attitude has just been to say, man, enough with life, I'm done. I'm done trying. Or maybe enough with God, I'm done with God. But God is right here, right now, simply saying, I paid the full price for your sin, for you, so that you can receive my free gift of grace. I am enough. Come home, my daughter. Come home, my son, and enter my rest. Today can be the day that you accept the work of Jesus is enough. And it's what you're going to base your life upon. And so in a moment, I'm going to ask if you want to receive that gift today. And you know, you have to start somewhere. This is just a sign. It's not for any other reason, except that it's important to acknowledge outwardly what's happening within us inwardly. Helps it make it more real. Helps it to stick. That's why we have weddings, graduation ceremonies. It's one one thing to say, I'm committed to you, or I graduated. It's another thing to actually go through the action that makes it real, to sign the marriage certificate, to receive the diploma. We realize some sort of outward act helps cement those moments. So if you'd like to do that, I'm going to ask you in a second to lift your hand up. It's, It's not, you're not doing it to me, you're just doing it to God. No one is saying this is something you have to do to receive God's gift. It's nothing magical. There's, there's zero pressure to do so. It's just that I know it might help you mark a milestone day in your life. And we'd like to celebrate that with you. So even if you're saying, whether you're saying, I want to receive that gift for the first time, maybe you're saying, I want to recommit my life to Jesus. I lost my way. I'm coming back. But we're all in a moment of reflection. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. But if that's you, I'm just going to ask just slip up your hands right now and it's just a sign between you and God see that hand there another one more in the back thank you thank you see you in 
the center. It's just a sign saying, God, I'm, I'm making this declaration today. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Oh, God, we celebrate the gift of new life. Lord, I thank you for your story that you're working in people's lives. Thank you that you're always drawing people back to yourself. Lord, I thank you that you never give up on us. Lord, just as you never gave up on Dean, you never gave up on Carla, you've never given up on me, you never give up. You're always chasing after us, Lord. We've turned our back on you so many times. So many times we've said, Lord, you're not enough for me. And yet you keep offering yourself to us again and again and again. And we thank you. We are a grateful people, Lord. We love you. Why don't you stand with me? Let's give God praise for what he's doing in this place, for the new life that exists in this place. And let's sing that he is more than enough, proclaiming Jesus as that. And then I want to leave you with one last thought and a gift before you leave. But let's put this all together and tell God that he is more than enough.
It's okay to give God some praise and say, thank you, Lord, that you are enough for us. Well, we're going to go back into the world in a second, and you might say, well, how do I remember that he is enough? Because almost every message we hear is going to be opposite of what you heard today, right? It's going to tell you that you're not enough or that you need to do more to be enough, to make you feel content. And the temptations of the world are strong. So how can you regularly remind yourself that Jesus is enough? Well, number one, read the Bible. We have uh, free Bibles for you. If you need one, they're on the back table. We'd love to leave you with one. Uh, So feel free to take that as a gift today. Number two, gather uh, weekly, ideally, with a Bible-believing, Jesus-loving, people-loving, gospel-preaching church. And one of the reasons we gather regularly to worship under this cross is to just regularly remind ourselves that it's enough and that He is enough and what He done and because we are grateful people. Going to church won't get you into heaven, but it is the evidence that you get it, that you're grateful, right, for what he's done, and you won't need to celebrate that recently. And then lastly, we want to leave you with a gift today, somewhere here, that our wonderful people uh, made this week. And uh, it's a little cross, and on it it says, Enough, Easter 2023. And everybody can have one of these. There's going to be people at both of the back doors giving them. There's also a basket up here in case you're going out a different way or you're lingering in here for a while. But you can hang it and put it in your car. You can put it on your mirror, uh, tape it to your computer, wear it, put it in the kitchen, wherever it will help you say, Jesus, you are more than enough for me. Today I receive your gift of grace and place all my trust in you. So there's people ready to give those to you. There are homemade, homemade for 250, 300 people for the day, homemade refreshments out there uh, to go. So thanks for those who have done that as well. We'd love to bless you. Stick around. There's tons of coffee and refreshments. I'd love to see you out there to be able to greet you. But before that, uh, if you're comfortable, if not, okay, but you can just put your hands out like this and receive what we call a benediction, which just means blessing. And this is just a sign saying, I'm receiving this. And so children of God, Loved by God and accepted by God through the cross of Christ. Through his resurrection life, may you allow him to be more than enough for you this Easter and beyond. And so go in his grace that is received, not earned. Rejoicing in finding life that is truly life. Amen? Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Have a wonderful, blessed.